Hey, Hoopheads. Once you finish listening to this episode, be sure to check out the rest of the Hoopheads Podcast Network for even more great basketball content. What's up, everyone? I'm your host, JJ Rivera, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Kenneth Wilson. And welcome to 305 Culture, a show where you feel the heat. Yeah, yeah. Now let's get down to business and talk some Miami Heat basketball. Well, before we begin, I would like to first wish you, every one of our listeners a very Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays to wherever, who, wherever you are. We really appreciate your support. And yeah, keep enjoying the holiday season. With that being said, Kenneth... How you doing, man? How has the holiday season been treating you? Good, man. Always happy to be here. Just happy to be here. Um, the holidays are good enough at that point for me. But um, as for specifically here with you, man, like I said, always great to talk to Miami Heat ball. Absolutely. And before we begin, we would like to ask you to please follow us on, on social media. We got a Facebook, Twitter, Instagram account at 305 Culture Pod. You can also leave a short review on Apple Podcasts, and if you could please subscribe wherever you get your podcast, we would really appreciate it as it helps the show grow. So, Absolutely. with that being said, we're coming to you live right after the Miami Heat defeated the or, the Orlando Magic. Their, yeah, this is their third win against the Magic this season. The 93-83, Jimmy Butler returned to action tonight. 17 points, 11 rebounds, 4 assists. Omer Yurtseven in his first NBA start. Had a double double by halftime. I should, I, I might add, sixteen points and fifteen rebounds, and of course, Max Drews chipped in with thirteen points. Interestingly enough, Tyler Hero got ejected from this game for receiving two technical fouls. I, and the listen, that second technical foul was absolutely bullshit. I did not, I could not disagree more with the ref. And you know, it was. A game that at the beginning was much closer than it should have been, but then shots started falling for Miami, and the Magic are just simply too young, too inexperienced, and just flat out bad. And we took we took care of things from there. What what do you see in the game, Kenneth? Um, I mean, yeah, you pretty much touched on it, man. Just to open the game, shots won't fall for the Miami Heat. Um, in the first half, they couldn't get any threes to fall between any of their guys, be that Tyler Harrow, Duncan Robinson, Max Struess, Gabe Vincent. And it was just like once the second half started, the leg came off the rim and the faucet opened up for um, Gabe Vincent and Max Struess specifically to get it started. As you mentioned, Tyler Harrow got ejected there, so he never really got going. But what Gabe and Max were able to do from an outside shooting perspective um, really open things up for them. And then that kind of allow everybody else to fill in with outside shooting, cutting to the lane and doing other things. But basically, man, and, and it's been indicative of the Miami Heat specifically over these last couple of weeks where we've had to adjust without Bam and Jimmy in the lineup. Um, if the three ball is going, then we got a chance to be in any game and win any game going away. Yeah, absolutely, Kenneth. I agree with you. The three ball for us was not exactly really favorable, and neither was for the Magic. The Magic are just, God, they're just, they're just a bad team. We played, I believe we oh, played yeah. the two teams with the worst record, the two worst records in the NBA back-to-back. Like, the, we had the Pistons on Wednesday, December 22nd. Well, excuse me, 
Thursday, December 23rd. And we also defeat, defeated them. So, yeah, it was, it was a good weekend. Long weekend, I might add. I mean, of heat basketball. I mean, you also gotta uh, add the fact that this game was only ninety-three to eighty-three, so that's kind of indicative of the type of day it was. Was that wasn't that our best defensive effort of the season? I think that's the lowest we've ever we've held an opponent this season, the lowest point total. I mean, do we even? I mean, I understand that, right? And we pat ourselves on the back, right? But it was the magic. Yeah. Oh no 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 no! What I wanted to add, what what I wanted to mention was, I think the broadcast mentioned that this was the lowest point total for a Heat opponent this season. But again, okay. you expect you expect them. You don't expect the Orlando Magic to just to kill you. You know, they're the Orlando Magic, right? Because I, mean, I mean, when you look at it from a Miami Heat perspective, it's also their lowest scoring total in a win, and in a lot of their losses. They've scored more points. You know what I mean? Oh, than if they it did was today, if we didn't play the Magic today and we play, let's say the, I don't know, a team that a team that is if we're playing the Pacers decent. today, if we're playing the Pacers today, there's a chance we lose this game. Yeah, and by the way, the Pacers have not been decent either this season. And they're not, and been but quite, that's the point. That's the point. They've been quite bad. They're not that good. Yeah, so anyway, let's talk a bit about, about this game in particular. Orlando Magic, the first quarter, the Heat, the Magic actually held a two-point lead at the end of it. Duncan Robinson never really, really got going. And the Heat were getting quality shots. I mean, Duncan was getting some good looks out there. And they were just simply not falling. I want to talk about, however, um, Omar Yurtsevin, his effort on the glass. And just, I don't want to overreact here or anything but I, I think the growth he has shown in the past couple of games really needs to be celebrated because I mean shit the first time we saw him what the very one of the very first times we saw him was against the Thunder although that was not his first meaningful minutes played that was in a, in a game in another game but still that was when he was starting like to get he got like a rotate rotation minutes without being a break glass in case of emergency. And he looked quite bad, to be honest, against the Thunder. But then right. he, he has shown he he has shown to be, you know, a very adaptable player, grabbing rebounds. That jump hook is exquisite. And you know, something that I noticed, he knows when he has a smaller guy on him. And that's something that some big guys for some reason they struggle with they like they don't know they have a smaller guy on him and they don't punish him as they should well Omer Yersevin tonight I saw him punish guys that were smaller than him he was just going straight at them putting his his shoulder on their chest and go, going to that jump hook so and I think that's really encouraging because that's usually something that you cannot teach that type of aggression and and well what would he call it um assertiveness Absolutely. I mean, that that all, the offense in general, man, that's that's always been his calling card um coming into the game. You know, it, the the thing was about him that he could get to his offense and he knew how to put the ball in the hoop once he figured out how to play at this level. Um 
for me, it's not necessarily knowing when to attack your matchup as much as he's always aggressive. He's always going to see if he can get something off. And in that process, once he realizes that the dude guarding him isn't as big, then he more times than not continues with that. So I wouldn't say it's as much he looks for the little dude as much as he's always going to try to get to something. So he recognizes after he tries to get to something that it's a little dude. And if it's a little dude, then he does do a really good job of making that little dude pay. I will say this, man, um, and I'm really encouraged by what he's shown because he's had to give it to us, especially without Dwayne Devin, especially without Marquise Morris, especially without P.J. Tucker, especially without Bam Adebayo. However, I do need to see him do it against somebody other than the Pistons, the Pacers, or the Magic. Because as you mentioned, we gave him the same opportunity versus the Thunder, and it didn't look so good. Again, I needed what he gave us on Sunday, and I need him to continue to do this. But I also need him to continue to show up when the matchups aren't so good to him. When he's the biggest guy on the floor, I expect him to do this. Plain and simple. Yeah, it also helps that the Magic had a number of 10-day contract guys out there hard, on their hardship uh-huh. exception. Uh-huh. So, yeah. But no, but, hey, again, let's not, I mean, let's not shit on the it. guy. I mean, I'm, I'm not shitting on him. I'm just saying, let's not, you know, let's not act like he's Hakeem yet either. We still need to see some things and we need him to continue to do this. Because you know how that goes, man. And and this is always my thing. I come into things temper. I mean, even if you're talking about one of my guys, when he does something, I give him his credit. But I don't, you know what I mean, hearken on it if it doesn't need to be hearkened on. So he had a great game today and we needed a double-double. Um, 15 and 16 and two assists, might I add. Um, it came up huge. But I need to see him do it against somebody other than the Pistons, the Pacers, or the Magic. Agreed? Yeah, I think that's a reasonable expectation for him. Do it against the Bucks. Let's see how you go. I'm, I'm well, kidding. I didn't necessarily but. say the Bucks either, brother, because they got some <laughs> monsters over there. But you know what I mean. I mean, damn, no, I mean, you, I go mean, telling does, me, you go from telling me does, to not just shit on the man to tell him to be an all-star. <laughs> I mean, if he does that against the Bucks, then I think we have something. We have yeah, something absolutely. there. Absolutely. I mean, it's certified. He deserves the praise if he gives you 15, 16, and 2 against the Bucks, against Giannis, against Boogie Cousins, who's playing ball right now, throwing his weight around, against Bobby Portis, against those guys that they can throw at you, um, even with Brooke Lopez out. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, they're still a gigantic team. And still, still pretty good. Had a nice win on Christmas Day. So let's talk, let's go back in time. Thursday, oh yeah, that December was a hell of. A, I'm sorry, I don't mean to hark on that because this isn't a Bucks podcast. What I mean, that's a hell of a win. If you're Boston, you you got to be kicking yourself for melting down like that, right? Oh, I I love seeing I love seeing that really. I, oh yeah, I mean, absolutely. But my my hatred for uh, my hate my well hate is a strong word. So my dislike for the Boston Celtics is much higher than my animosity towards the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, Fair if enough. I had to choose. Total, if I had to choose, uh, I would rather see the Bucks win 10 times out of 10. Hmm. Okay, that's fair. I can't argue that much. So it's more, mainly because Giannis is, is very likable. and Yeah, no, he is. He isn't a jackass at all. No, yeah, and I don't like the Celtics. And I can fans. understand that. I can understand that, man. Totally understandable. I mean, except Jack. Jack is, Jack is cool. Yeah, Jack. Oh, oh, Jack is cool, huh? You since you want Jack anyway, we won't talk about that. <laughs> but uh, back shout to, to, shout out to Jack. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. We should be bringing you, um, you know, more 
more content with Jack. He's been on the show before in a coming episode where we go into a little bit of the All-Stars, which we won't do too much today. But back to the Magic, man. Anything else you really had on the Magic? I mean, it was great to see Jimmy back on the floor. It was great to see him do the I mean, things oh, that you oh, know Jimmy yeah. can do. I almost forgot. I wanted to make this point because, God, it was so – It's what's it been? It's been like two weeks since we last saw him play, right? Three weeks. Well, yeah, two weeks since we last saw him play, but mind you, he only played a half in that Memphis so game. So let's just say, let's like just say three weeks. Before that. So about three and let's a half just, weeks, yeah. Yeah. So it's, wow, shit, almost a month without mm-hmm. true Jimmy Butler basketball. Absolutely. And it was just, oh, 10 and it was 5 without fat. Jimmy and Bam in the lineup. 11 and 5 without Bam in the lineup now. So yep. add to that record. Anyway, oh, it's just, it was so great seeing Jimmy Butler's rim pressure being applied out there even though he was probably the only guy out there aside from maybe max truce who could put the ball on the floor and effectively just say i'm gonna get to the pep to the cup and you're I gonna disagree. foul me i, di- I disagree i'm gonna, I'm gonna because oh. gabe vincent gabe vincent did his thing today he got to the paint at will found people and at the end after you know it opened up and they started playing those lanes you saw he hit a couple in there I don't think that he went to look for the contact, but I do think that he got to the paint at will. So I just want to note that. I, I get what you're about to say, but but you got to show Gabe some love because Gabe got in there oh. and made it happen. Gabe can get some love for this game, but, you know, on the other games, he's not exactly the the the, the guy that you, you just give him the ball and say, generate some rim pressure, and with that rim pressure, generate a good look for either for you or for another guy. But in this game, that's fair. That's fair. He did his thing. I mean, you're still talking about the guy that went for 27 last time we played the Magic too. I mean, the same guy that has been going nuclear over the last couple of games. But I digress. You might have a point. I'm just saying. Yeah. But yeah, it was fantastic seeing him out there. And the defense, the defense. I mean, that's probably my favorite aspect of his game. How he plays the passing lanes. How you can see him. Of course, we're on, we're on, we're watching on TV, sitting in our homes or whatever. But you see him. If you like start tracking him off the ball, you see every little movement that he does, and the offensive player with the ball in their hands, they just simply do not see him coming. He's reading what they're gonna do before they knew what they're gonna do, and then bam, he's off to the races with your pass and dunk foul, or just the Heat have a have another possession, which in games like these, which are kind of a slot, uh, like a like a fight in the mud. It's just, I mean, I would compare these type of games of just two dudes slugging it out in a in the mud while it's raining. Is does these are the types of games that like that I would that bring this image to mind? Just tough and grind out the little things, and you eventually come out on top, and that's what the Heat did. And yeah, you know man. the comment on the Magic game. I, yeah, man. As I was getting to before you cut me off there. Um, Jimmy Butler, man, when, when you see him hit the mid-range shot like he does for the M1s early in the game, when you see him getting out on the break um, to set himself up for the lead off, the, the lead, you know, the, the, the what's the word I'm looking for, the, the, the throw-ahead pass that Kyle usually throws to Tyler with Sean that he could throw early in the game. When he's able to get out ahead of the defense like that, he took that early bump and ended up almost on the tailbone and bounced right back up. He was getting into the passing lanes, getting into the lane, drawing fouls on his way to the cup, uh, hitting the mid-range turnaround. He was just doing everything that a healthy Jimmy Butler does. 
So you love to see that. Um, and that lets you know that he was all the way back, but not even just on that side of the ball. But as you mentioned about his defense specifically, and like I said, the way he loves to stay in the passing lanes, if you look at the guy who I consider, if it isn't, I'm going to be honest with you, and you can say what you want about the other two guys, the top picks. But for me, if the best rookie in the league hasn't been Evan Mobley, it's been Franz Wagner. So you're looking at a guy that held Wagner to 13 points, just two rebounds and one assist. And I'm going to tell you, Wagner got a lot of Lamar Odom in him. The guy is almost a triple-double waiting to happen because he does so much. So for Jimmy to hold that guy to that kind of evening, and especially when he's been getting a lot of looks with those, you know, with, with them not having Cole Anthony and missing a bunch of other guys with the health and safety protocols and injury and what have you, um, that's impressive. You know that Jimmy is back to being Jimmy because he did an impressive job on a guy that can flat out get it done offensively. Absolutely. Do you want to talk about the Tim Frazier pass? Or should I mean, we just so throw that out the, the window? We can't talk about the Tim Frazier pass unless we come back and talk about the Tyler Hero pass. Because I said it. Like, I was like, you know, Tim Frazier must have hit those Miami streets last night. But then, like, a quarter later, Tyler Hero came back and did the same thing. And the only thing I could think was he was out with Tim Frazier. Yeah, they were, they were probably... But then again, when you look at Tyler Hero's total stat line today, he might have been out with Tim Frazier. That's oh, yeah. why he wanted to get ejected. He was hungover. <laughs> Probably wanted to just spend some time and rest with by himself. Yeah, that's the story we'll go with. Yeah, let's go with that. Okay, going back, finally, we can talk about the Pistons game. 115-112 victory for the Miami Heat over the Detroit Pistons. And this game was just... In a word, crazy. It was, God. It was, I, I. Do you know? Can you find another word to describe this game, Kenneth? Because it was just madness. I mean, that Tyler Hero, insane three pointer that he, that insane three pointer that he made, and then Max Truce for the lead, and then the Pistons still had a chance. God, I mean, that that game was just. It was so Miami Heat. That's the only, I mean, and I say that because, you know, again, speaking towards how we've lived and died over the last couple of weeks, live by the three, die by the three. Um, Miami Heat sometime embody Murphy's Law. We, we do so much and we work so hard and we look so good. But then we have those two or three minutes where we look terrible and somehow give the other team three or four different ways to win it. But then are able to, to keep working and pull it out at the end. I mean, it was just so many things about the way that game culminated that just screamed so Miami Heat. Um, you're glad you came out on the other side of it with the positive, the win. Um, you saw Max Struss hit big shots. You know, Struess Nukem. Big Max. Saw, big Max, absolutely. You saw Tyler Hero knock down a crazy shot along the right wing. I mean, that was insane. I mean, like, yeah, I, I, I'm speechless. You... That's one of those, no, 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 yes. You know what I'm saying? If you're the coach. Those are the type yeah. of shots that, well, I mean, I'm just some dudes that have this thing that we have yet found, haven't found like an, an appropriate term for them. He's just, and we just tell like, he's just like that. And there are very few There's dudes. There's only who, five dudes. There's only five dudes I can see hitting that shot, man. 
Yeah, and there's only five dudes that well, as you say, five. I mean, there a shot like that. I'm talking about. I'm talking about that realistically that shot off dribble, not leaning. Well, you know what? I gotta say six. You know what? I'm sorry, seven, and that's it. Pages Siakovich, Ray Allen, Kobe, T Mac, KD. So I gotta say eight. KD, Steph, or Clay. Ooh, because Clay, James Harden, there. yeah, absolutely. James Harden really isn't the. I don't think he can get enough lift to hit that shot. Do you know what I mean? Because even if you look at his shots, it's not like he's getting crazy lift. You're talking about other guys that either get crazy lift or they're so I mean, big or they're so tricky that they can get that shot off. I, I can't even see James Harden taking that shot, and that's what I mean. What, you well. Know what I mean? That Golden State game winner is pretty close to what we saw Tyler Hero do. I'm not saying it's the same thing, but it was pretty Fair. close. I would, but I would say not moving though. He wants to get you off balance. He don't want to be moving. He has oh, no, to no, no. be on balance. You I know just, what I, mean? I just went in. I just went in degree of difficulty because that shot. I think okay, he barely well, saw the rim. Okay, that's different. Degree of difficulty is different. But I meant like, but I agree with you for the record. I agree with you. I just mean like, yo. Fading to your right, scrambling off a pity pat, shot clock running down, poor spacing in the corner, one foot from being out of bounds like KD in last year's playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Good good company to be in, Tyler. Absolutely. But, you know, Tyler hit it, and that's what Tyler does. He is him. Yeah. Another strong game from Kyle Lowry against the Pistons. 21 points, 4 rebounds, 6 assists. He's the guy that was making the train go the with engine. all of our absences. Yeah. And unfortunately, he went down. Apparently, he tested positive with, with for COVID. And yep. now he's in health and safety protocols. So we don't know how long he's going to be out. Uh, Caleb you know, Martin, Caleb Martin was out for... Unless they test out. Yeah, Caleb Martin was out for 7 games. And I believe he was wasn't he was out like before like a couple of days before it was just ramping up his conditioning right right so he was actually on the bench in Detroit I want to say but you know what I mean he wanted to get back in the game shape and that's my thing with Kyle it's like well whether he did it ten days because um, if you look at his ten days he was able to come back I want to say um, January fifth might be versus the Pistons I want to say don't quote me but I know it let me see January fifth let me see. So, well, he so he can't travel with the team right now. So they'll probably. I mean, the Trailblazers, not the not the Pistons, but the Trailblazers. If he and can't which, come back by then, so. But you imagine though, if he's close to coming back, even if he won't travel with the team, they'll find a way to get him there. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. Because we're alluding to the long road trip that the Heat are going to go in. I mean, right after the. Wizards game on Tuesday. That's their last game of their current homestand. And then they embark on a two-week road trip. Like we, right? Yeah, that's what I said. Two-week road trip starting in San Antonio Wednesday night. Now, this road trip, first off, after this road trip, we should be either getting BAM news and or getting more consistent Oladipo updates. And Keith Morris should return by by the end of the road trip or 
Oh, before he uh, actually gave an update, Five Reasons Sports actually alluded to it on Twitter the other day, and he responded personally, um, saying coming soon. So you imagine he'll be back soon as well. Oh yeah, I, I saw the tweet from Five Reasons Sports. They were asking, "Listen, that we're gonna have, we need some more info on him because they've been awfully quiet." And you know, the Heat are—they're not exactly the most open organization in terms of right. they're very close to the vest strategically yeah they they only i mean usually not even shams or Walsh get to them first usually you just gotta wait for the team or for a local reporter to report something regarding injury news or something so the heat are famously very tight-lipped in that regard but fortunately marky morris himself i think that's the most trusted source you could possibly have in in this situation he said that he's coming back soon how soon however we don't know so best wishes to him hopefully he comes back on the court soon enough because we need to see this team healthy we will and i would love to see everybody healthy out there so yeah what what do you expect to hear first um i mean a bam update or an oladipo update now it sounds easy easy on the surface but then you can start thinking, hmm, maybe, I mean, we did get a, a small Oladipo. We're getting, we're starting to see Oladipo more on the bench. Is what I want to say. Right, and he's actually starting to work out pregame and things like that. But I do expect to hear a Bam update first. I would, I would probably side, and like, it would probably go that way. But I wouldn't be surprised if we start hearing more and more from Oladipo, and you know, start hearing more noise on return date or whatever i don't disagree with you but i will say this we know what um because of the nature of the situations we have a more definitive measure on what how healthy needs to be for bam whereas we're kind of playing it by ear with depot so nobody really knows and even though they can't possibly know how fast or how you know how the acceleration of healing will go with either of them you have a certain level of health that you'd be like okay bam you can go whereas with oladipo even once he does hit the floor for the first time you're going to manage it from there if you get what i'm saying there's just less volatility with bam situation oh yeah i mean yeah i mean they're i imagine they're taking everything extra careful with oladipo because Another one of those, and unfortunately, I think he would be done. But yeah, let's not let's not put that let's not put that energy out there because you we need put him. that energy out there. Not me. You said that, brother. No, I mean, okay. Let's not put the. I'm not gonna put that energy out there. I was just oh, okay. it was just a, you, it was just you a passing thought. I was just a passing thought. I'm not gonna put that e ball on you, Ricky Bobby. So okay. Thank so, you, <laughs> uh, Tuesday night against the Washington Wizards who are currently stand at 17 and 15. I believe that he can will close out this homestand strong and that would give them what their fourth straight victory I want to say because yeah they came off a huge win against the the Pacers on Tuesday that yeah that would give them their fourth straight victory and good momentum heading into the second night of the back-to-back against San Antonio. And San Antonio, I might add. So, what do you expect to see from the Heat on both on both games? 
Um, I mean, I expect them to win both games, to be honest with you. I mean, I think Washington has quickly come back to earth after they got out to that hot start, um, being the team that a lot of us thought that they would be, even when they were on that hot start. There were, um, you know, situations where the Miami Heat basically, I would say, showed them that they're the better team. I mean, you do look at that one um, Wizards victory, however, but, you know, you don't look at that with the same fervor that you look at the Heat victory. I mean, they beat the Heat by three points, whereas the Heat had beat them prior by 15 points. I mean, you know, those are just things that happen throughout the course of a season, especially when you got beat in the game prior. I just think the Heat are a better team there. So they should beat the Wizards, and that's even without Laura. Yeah, I think they'll, they'll beat Washington. The Spurs game, I I wouldn't be surprised well, if we end up losing. Let's not, let's not go – hold on. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves because I want to mention that they say P.J. Tucker has a chance to come back for Washington. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, that would, that would be fantastic. P.J. Tucker being back and all. And the Wayne Detman, they said it would be a one- to two-week absence, right? Because yep. it was an MCL sprain. Yep, sprain on that knee. I mean, thank goodness, because I thought it was it was much worse when I oh, it saw it worse. happen. It looked worse. When he first started crawling off the floor, it looked much worse, bro. So I'm with you. Thank God that it was, was but... I was thinking, oh no, torn ACL or something. Yeah, bro, come on now, don't don't say those words. That's what I was thinking, unfortunately, at that moment, I because know, man, he was but, he was know. crawling and he just couldn't stand up. Absolutely, I agree. Like I said, when he was first crawling off the floor like that, it scared the hell out of me. Um, you were mentioning the Spurs game though, and that was something that we were talking about pre-show. So I want to get to that. Go ahead and give your take. What? Why do you think that the Spurs, other than being a back-to-back, why do you think that the Spurs game will be such a big? You know what I mean. Well, listen, first off, I would like to see how Gabe Vincent and how Gabe Vincent specifically responds to, I don't know if the Spurs decide to deploy him on, on Gabe Vincent, but how, do, how does he respond to DeJounte Murray on both sides of the ball? DeJounte Murray, by the way, he's having a hell of a season, 18, 18 points per game. And nine, almost nine assists per game and eight rebounds per game. The, the, man, the man's a monster right now. And I, and people are probably not talking enough about him. Us included. I haven't been watching a lot of Spurs games. But still. Oh, and they're coming. They're, let's just talk about a little bit about the Spurs last game. They hammered the LA Lakers 138-110. to And, you know, Lakers unraveling. That's just been just perfect to see. It, was, it has been very entertaining to see. But, yeah. On the Spurs front, I would like to see how Gabe Vincent responds to the DeJounte Murray matchup. How about you? So that was my reason to say that they would be fine. And, I mean, as unfortunate as it may be, DeJounte Murray entered the health and safety protocols today um, on Sunday. Oh, so well, I missed, I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, no DeJounte so Murray for the Spurs there. So there's a chance that he may not go, and that's what gives me – more confidence than anything because when you talk about engines and what Cal Laurie does for the Miami Heat, DeJounte Murray is that one and a half times over for the San Antonio Spurs. And that's not taken away from Cal Laurie's impact. That's just saying that DeJounte Murray is almost a walking triple double every night and he has to be. With great defense. Absolutely, both sides. But, you know, his length and his size and his massive athleticism play into that heavily. 
because don't get it twisted. Cal Laurie's not the defender that he is, but he doesn't have his tools. But for the tools that he has, he gets it done. I just want to give my man some love since I was making the comparison. But yeah, man, oh, yeah. Um, that's the thing that really is making watch me look with, at that. Watch out for ahead. the Raptors fans. Watch out for the Raptors fans. Right, 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 right. You know they out there lurking. Um, that's the thing that really gives me a lot of optimism about the second half of that back-to-back. If he's going, it really scares me because it's a game that we can easily lose, as you mentioned, second half of the back-to-back. So you want to watch that because, as you mentioned, all he had to do is test negative twice um, and he can get back in. But just based on how history has gone with the rest of the guys over the past couple of weeks or days or so, you don't know if that'll happen. So if he's not going, then I fully have confidence that the Miami Heat will win both of those games. Oh, yeah, well... God, how did I miss those news? Oh, whatever. Yeah, so DeJounte Murray might not go for the Spurs game unless he tests negative two time for two straight tests. Within a 24-hour window now. Within a 24-hour yeah. window. That's important. Yeah, I mean... So if it happens Thursday, we don't care. Yeah. Anyway, let's just... Hopefully he... Hopefully he Nothing serious happens to him, and hopefully he gets Absolutely. back. Absolutely. No, we don't want the guy to be sick. But if you know, if you want to take a break on Wednesday when the heat come to town, I mean. Oh, you know. oh well. Um, I mean, unless you can say, "Hey, man, could you take the heat, the heat game off?" You know. Right. I mean, you know, we we won't be mad at that. I mean, we want the guy to be healthy, and of course, you know, to be whole and to not even experience any, you know, what symptoms or ill effects or anything of. The COVID situation, but at the same time, if that means there's, that there's karate, there you go. If we get to go <laughs> in and play the Spurs without him in three days, I mean, who would we be to be mad at that? Because we are missing Bam Adebayo and Kyle Lloyd. We're just asking for some semblances of fairness here. I man, so <laughs> okay, okay. You want to talk about the karate situation report? I mean, you know, just know that he said it 20 more times in Sunday's game versus Orlando. I mean, even he was not insufferable. He was not insufferable like well, see, last week's game against it, the Pistons. I think that we're so used to it and he so slips them in that we just stop charting them and they only pop out or they only stick out when they're egregious or when he goes on a mean run. Like the Pistons game on set last Saturday, absolutely a lot of situations in the Pistons game. A lot God of damn that, that! God damn that game was just <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I there mean, was a I lot couldn't of believe situations. the I couldn't believe the result on the court, and I couldn't believe his performance as a broadcaster. God, it was grating sometimes. Hey man, hey man, listen, you, you, there's no in between for Crowdy. You love him or you hate him, but hey, as well, far as, I as, I don't hate him, but I don't love him. I'm just. I think he's fine. Yeah, I think he's fine. <laughs> That's just like saying, okay. It's a fine situation. Oh, my. Okay. Yeah, that's enough. So, <laughs> about Thursday. Nah. About Thursday. What do you want to know about Thursday? That's when we plan to come back for the All-Star episode, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Before we forget, we have a very special episode prepared for our listeners i don't want to say it's on thursday yet because you know it might be it might be a bit later it might be a bit sooner i apologize for jumping the gun we may record it on thursday so yeah if if you if you have any complaints please go to kenneth's house and follow them there please do 
will take your consideration with no cons with your your complaint with no consideration. What? I'm just saying we won't take it under consideration. You can file your okay, complaint. Right. I think I got just, it now. We're playing the HR game. I get just you. If I, please file a complaint with HR. Hey, listen, man. When when you mention HR, I straighten up and fly right. <laughs> well, well, we'll have to talk with the HR department of the Three or Five Culture Podcast then. Which, oh my God, it's us. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, enough with the corny jokes. Let's see. Do we go two and zero, Kenneth? Um, yes, we go two and zero. That's the spirit. So. With that what do you said, no, 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 I'm not letting you off the hook. What do you think? Here we go. I'm gonna say it. I say we go one and one. I knew you were gonna say that. You're such a pessimist, man. I'm such not a, a pessimist. pessimist. I'm not a pessimist. I'm just taking past history into account. I love my team. I mean, shit. If I if I if I let my fanatic impulses guide me. Then I would say two and zero every single time. We're going undefeated every single week, and we're gonna go eighty two and zero. Well, hold on, but that's even even I don't say that. I'm what I like to call an optimal realist. That's what I'm. That's what I like to say. That that's what I was saying. If I let my fanatical impulses guide me, then I'll just end up saying oh two and zero every week or three and zero, whatever. Right. Okay. Okay. But you never you never give them a clean sweep. So that's my thing. Like I can understand. It's just that clean clean sweeps are so hard to do. I understand you know that, saying? man, but sometimes it's just in the cards. If you See, even if we're the better team, you're just going to find something. Oh, man, they can't win them all. But either way, JJ, it is what it is. I, I You keep me balanced, and I think I and I like to imagine that I do the same. Yeah. You're imaginally, you're imagining correctly. So Absolutely. With that being said, thank you for listening to this episode of the 305 Cultures Podcast. As I said, please follow us on social media and on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at 305CulturePod. You can also find us on any podcast platform that you use. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Please leave a short review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. We would really appreciate it as it helps the show grow. And where can they find you on social media, JJ? They can find me on Twitter at JJ Rivera NBA. That's at J J R I V S and Victor E R A N B A. And on Instagram, you can find me at J Rivera ninety eight. That's J A I R O R I V S and Victor once again E R A ninety eight. And where can they find you, my friend? They can find me on Twitter at K said K. That's K underscore S A I D underscore Q U E. Again, that's K said K on Twitter and on Instagram. You can find me at I am K Sirius. That's I A M. K-C-I-R-R-U-S Again, I am K-Serious on Instagram and we surely appreciate you guys. Absolutely. Thank you for your support. Keep enjoying the holidays and stay safe out there. Bye-bye.